Blog Talk Radio. Tis the grandest theme through the ages rung. Tis the grandest theme for a mortal tongue. Tis the grandest theme that the world has sung. Our God is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. Though by sin oppressed, go to him for rest. Our God is able to deliver thee. Tis the grandest theme in the earth or main. Tis the grandest theme for a mortal strain. Tis the grandest theme till the world again. Our God is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. Though by sin oppressed, come to him for rest. Our God is able to deliver thee. Tis the grandest theme, let the tidings roll to the guilty heart, to the sinful soul. Look to God in faith, he will make thee whole. Our God is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. He is able to deliver thee. Though by sin oppressed, come to him for rest. Our God is able to deliver thee. Amen. Praise God. And I'm thankful he is. I thought that was a good one to start off with this morning. Amen. No matter what's going on, God's able to deliver his people. Amen. If he can prepare a table in the middle of the wilderness, he can take care of us in the midst of this. Amen. Let's uh, Prayer request this morning. Prayer request. <clears throat> yes, ma'am. Absolutely. That, that's that's first. That's the first thing on my heart and mind is is our nation because I listen. There's people losing their minds over this stuff, and they and and then we've just begun to see the ramifications of all this, and we don't know. You know, it's just like when nine eleven happened. You know. Our nation ain't never been the same since. The thing, the free, some of the freedoms we had before then, they're not the same anymore. And and you know my my biggest and I don't want to say fear, but my my biggest concern is that some of the restraints put upon us in this crisis may not go away when it's over. And you know I think it was John Quincy Adams who said you know liberty once lost is lost forever. And the Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Amen. That's a, it goes right hand in hand. We we ought to hang on. We got to hang on to the to the to the values, the principles, the rights, the things we have in this nation. And we got to stand up for our rights. Amen. And uh, that's one reason we're meeting this morning, because we we're gonna meet we're gonna meet with the Lord, and we're gonna worship Him, and we're not gonna worry about everything else. Amen. We're gonna use common sense and take care of our health, but I think at the same time, we can't just fold up our tents and give up on God. Amen. He's the source of our strength. He's a, He's our deliverer. Amen. That's the reason I chose that song. Amen. He's able to deliver thee, but we've got to pray for our nation, for God to to use this, because uh, this didn't catch God off guard. 
Amen. God knew about this before it ever happened. Amen. And, and I'll be honest with you, I, I'm not sure it's not just the judgment of God on, on our nation at this point. Maybe a wake-up call that God's trying to give his people in the middle of this, that, you know, he's sick and tired of the wickedness of America. Now, I'm not saying that's why this happened, but it very well could be. So we need to pray earnestly that God uses this this event, this time, to get the attention of those in America who've got their eyes somewhere else other than God. Anybody else? Somebody else? Yes. This needs to be a witness opportunity for us. You know, people are hopeless at the moment. Sometimes, I mean, some people are. Most people are just going on like it ain't nothing. But some people are, are, are saying, you know, well, what's, what hope do we have? This is going to devastate us. Well, God's our hope. Amen. Whether, I, whether I, I'm alive for 40 more years or whether I die tomorrow, I'm going to be with the Lord. So he's my hope. Amen. And it's not in doctors and scientists and everybody else. It's in God. So, amen. Anybody else? Prayer request. Yes. Um, pray for Miranda and Jeff and the staff of Weezy's as Jeff and Miranda make the hard decisions on who's going to work and who's not. Amen. Amen. I, I can tell you, having run a restaurant for four years, I'm glad I'm not in the restaurant business. Amen. And there's so many families who are going, I mean, local businesses owners who are whose families are just going to be devastated through this if it doesn't if it doesn't come to an end before too long so yeah definitely we need to pray for those who are in, who are in serious hardships and uh you know if if you're able to help somebody out i say you ought to help them out amen uh you know <clears throat> we ought to do what we can anybody else all right well let's Oh. oh, absolutely. Yeah, I thought about them yesterday. Yeah, they're just trying, everybody's trying to keep it going. But, you know, and like I said earlier, you know, we had the ice storms and, uh, you know, years ago and people made it through that. We can make it through this too. Everybody can make it through this. We're just going to have to help one another out. Amen. All right. Anybody else before we go to the Lord in prayer? All right, well, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Brother Robert, lead us in prayer, please. Yes, Lord, put your hand on me. Give me your power. Amen. You can be seated. Anybody needs anointing, you know. 
Well, praise God. Let's sing another. Turn to 204. 204. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. To God be the glory. Great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his son. Who yielded his life and atonement for sin And opened the life gate that all may go in Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Let the earth hear his voice Praise the Lord, praise the Lord Let the people rejoice Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he hath done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood, to every believer the promise of God, the vilest offender who truly believes that moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he had taught us, great things he had done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But purer and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Well, praise God. He's done a great thing in me, amen? Hallelujah. I thank God for everything he's done for me. Praise the Lord. Turn over to 313. We'll slow it down a little bit and sing, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. <laughs> what a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. 
Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Savior, still our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou will find a solace there. Amen. That old-timey word. A solace. That's a comfort. Amen. That's a place of comfort. Praise God. And that's what he is. Amen. Through every storm we face in life, Christ can comfort us like no other. Amen. There's not a better friend. Let's sing 347. 347. Wonderful words of life. Sing them over again to me. Wonderful words of life. Let me more of their beauty see. Wonderful words of life. Words of life and beauty. Teach me faith and duty. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Christ the blessed one gives to all wonderful words of life. Sinnerless to the loving call, wonderful words of life. All so freely given, wooing us to heaven, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life, beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life, sweetly echo the gospel call, wonderful words of life. Offer pardon and peace to all, wonderful words of life. Jesus, only Savior, sanctify forever. Beautiful words, wonderful words, wonderful words of life. Beautiful words, wonderful words. Wonderful words of life. Amen. And that's what we need. We need the Word of God. Amen. Well, praise God. You know what the devil wants more than anything? He wants you to be afraid. Amen. And he'll tell you you are to be afraid. And he'll tell you you need to look at all this and, and you need to take it all in and you need to, you know, you, he'll tell you that, 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 man, this stuff's liable to get you. 
and you need to worry and be afraid and fearful. But that's not what God says, amen? God tells us to look unto him, amen? God's our deliverer. Just like Jesus claimed for him to be I wasted so much time and I regret it Neglecting the forgiveness offered me I listened to the devil when he told me the blood could no longer pay the price. That's about the time the Savior told me. Look not at the sin, look at the sacrifice. And don't look away from me. Even though you fell, child, don't you're not going to hell because you've been washed in the blood you trusted my love believed upon my name just look in my eyes come to me now don't look away from me upheld him like dry land going forward as no other he walked toward the son of man he saw the crashing sea around him Very soon he lost his stand But he reached out for Jesus going under Jesus said, hey Peter, take my hand And don't look away from me Even though you fell, child, don't be terrified you're not going to hell because you've been washed in the blood. You trusted my love, believed upon my name. Just look in my eyes. Come to me now. Don't look away from me. Don't look away from me. We don't need to look away from the Lord. Amen. No matter what the situation is, no matter how, how rough the seas get, 
Amen. And they may get rougher before it before it calms down. We don't know what's coming. We don't know what's on the horizon. Uh, listen, I, I thank God that, that that I serve a God who's in control, and nothing escapes Him. Amen. Take your Bible this morning. Turn to Luke chapter twenty-two with me. Luke chapter twenty-two, continuing on in our series of getting to know Jesus, and we're going to be looking this morning at Judas Iscariot. And the conspiracy that was made against our Lord, amen, before, we, before we're done, hopefully we can glean some things from this that will help us in our own personal lives as we study this this morning. You pray for me. I want to be a blessing and a help. <clears throat> I pray for those who are listening in this morning. We may have a larger audience this morning than we normally would have uh, due to maybe some churches being closed. We just want to... Welcome in all those that are listening by way of the internet. Maybe we, I, know, I think Brother Tony and, and Sister Tammy are tuning in this morning, and uh, we want to we want to tell them that we're glad they're listening. Amen. Let's read. We're going to read verses one through six. We're going to pray, and then we're going to see what God will lead us to in this. All right, Luke twenty-two, verse one through six. The Bible says, "Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover." And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. And he went his way and communed with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him unto them. And they were glad and covenanted to give him money and he promised and sought opportunity to betray him unto them in the absence of the multitude. And let's pray. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, we come before you this morning. And Lord, we need to hear from thee. Father, all, of, all that we've done here this morning, Lord, it's in vain without the Holy Spirit of God stirring around our hearts. Without the Holy Spirit of God opening our understanding to the Word of God. Lord, we need you today. We know you've already met with us, Lord, in Sunday school. We pray even now that you might work and you might do your work through me, Lord, this morning as I preach the word of God. I pray today, Lord, that, that I wouldn't hinder the message in any way. Nothing in my life would hinder the message. And, Father, I've asked you already, but I ask you again, if there's anything in me, Lord, that would hinder, please, Lord, remove it. Cleanse me. Make me, Lord, fit to preach your word. Father, I pray you make each one under the sound of my voice, Lord, as where our heads are bowed in prayer, Lord, that they might ask a similar prayer, Lord, that you would, you would cleanse anything out of their life, Lord, that would hinder them receiving this message. Father, I pray, Lord, we'd look through the eyes of Scripture, and Lord, we'd examine our own life as we look at one of the darkest things in Scripture. Father, I pray, Lord, that you, that you give us some wisdom and some knowledge from this today. Lord, we just love you and we praise you. Thank you, Lord, that you're in control. And Lord, no matter how out of control the world may seem to be, nothing is out of your grasp. And Lord, we give you glory for that. Please meet with us now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <coughs> All right. And again, to me, uh, one of the darkest things in Scripture is, is the betrayal of Jesus. And I know it had to happen. We all know it had to happen. We all know that it was, it, that it was uh, prophesied to happen, as a matter of fact. 
And there had to be a Judas. But so glad it wasn't me. Amen? So glad it wasn't me. I, 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 my heart hurts at the thought of turning my whole heart and mind and, and life against the Savior. But let's look at it this morning. Let's look at it. Let's see what we can glean from it. I want us to go ahead and look at verse 1. The Bible says, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And I think we all know the story of the Passover lamb, but lest somebody out there listening in doesn't understand exactly what connection is being made here. The, the children of Israel in Egypt, God had sent Moses to tell him, tell Pharaoh to let my people go and, and, and the plagues one after another had come upon Egypt until we had got down to the very last one and, and, and God led the people to take a, take a lamb without spot and to sacrifice that lamb and to prepare a meal to take the blood from that lamb and put it over the doorpost and in doing so they were, they were identifying their self with the Savior. They were identifying themselves with the Redeemer. And they were marking themselves safe from the plague of the death angel that was to come through Egypt that night. And though all the other all the other plagues had come and gone and Pharaoh had, had, had said he would let them go but then changed his mind, this one took the life of his firstborn. This one took the life of all the firstborn of Egypt. But the blood on the doorpost pictures the blood of our Savior covering us and protecting us. Amen? The Passover lamb that was eaten that night is a picture of our Savior who was slain. The fact that they, that they had a, a lamb without spot or stain pictures his sinlessness. They were to eat unleavened bread and the reason they ate unleavened bread, there was not time for the bread to rise. There was not time. And they were told to eat unleavened bread. And that unleavened, without leavening, leaven is a picture of sin. And Christ, of course, is without sin. And that unleavened bread pictures his sinlessness. They were to eat that with their belt on, with their staff in their hand, ready to depart. Amen? You and I can take from that and say, you know what? We should be ready to depart at any time. Amen? Listen, I'll tell you right now, this world, it, it, it has its pleasures. It has, its, it has its, its good things. But I'll be honest with you, if God called us to depart today, I wouldn't have a bit of problem with it. Amen? I'm ready to go when he calls. Amen? So, so we look at the time in the Scripture. It's the time of the Passover. And realize this, when Christ was being crucified, they were preparing the Passover. Amen? Just as he was being slain, they were, they were killing animals as well. Everything works out for God's glory. Everything works out according to God's plan. Amen? Don't ever think for one second it doesn't. Don't ever think for one second that God, anything catches God off guard. God has everything planned down to the very last detail through the crossing of the T and the dotting of the I. So let's, as we look in here, the Bible says, and the chief priests 
And the scribes, they sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. And we know what happened. We know that Judas betrayed Jesus, and we know that the chief priests and the high, high priests, the chief priests, the, the scribes, the elders, they all wanted him dead. But what was their motives? Everybody had a motive in this. Certainly the religious leaders, the Bible says right here in verse 2, the Bible says that they feared the people. They feared the people. Can I tell you something? I want to apply that to today, right now. The politicians of America fear the people. Amen? I'm going to tell you right now, I guarantee you there is a great fear when these politicians gather together and they make their plans because they know that this nation is armed to the teeth. And they know that if they push things too far, they will get a response from a certain segment of this population who says, no, uh-uh, you're not taking my rights and freedoms from me. They fear the people. And these religious leaders... What did they fear? I'll tell you what they feared. They, they feared losing sway over the population. They feared the population following after Jesus and walking away from them. They knew that, they knew that uh, listen, don't think for one second they were, any of them were, were fooled. They knew who he was. They, they very well knew Jesus was the Christ, but they did not want him. Amen? They did not want him. They, 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 uh, they, feared losing, they feared losing their vast income because they, they were extorting the people. Almost so many things about these religious leaders just line up with the political scene in America. I could just take off and do a whole sermon on it, but I don't have time for that, and there's no need in it. I think you can see it. <coughs> not only was that a reason, but Lazarus, Lazarus being raised from the dead in the manner that he was proved beyond all shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. No one else could have resurrection power but Jesus Christ. And they knew he was. And yet they hated him. Amen. So much so that they even wanted Lazarus dead. And we see that in, over in, in, uh, in John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verses 9 and through 11, the Bible says there that much people of the Jews therefore knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might see Lazarus also, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priests consulted that they might put Lazarus also to death because that by reason of him, many of the Jews went away and believed on Jesus. Whatever we can do to get rid of that man, he's causing us problems. He is going to be the downfall of our religion. He's going to be the downfall of our prestige. He's going to be the downfall of our power. He's going to be the downfall of our control. Let me tell you something. In America... Those who hate us, they fear the same thing. They fear Christ. Amen. They fear him. 
That's why, that's why you don't see them trying to get rid of all the Muslims in America and quiet all the Muslims in America. That's why you don't see them worried about all the Hindus and the Sikhs and the, and the Buddhists and, and whatever else, whatever stripe. You don't see an outcry against the Mormons. You don't see an outcry against the Jehovah's Witnesses. No, it's Bible-believing, blood-washed Christians that they have a problem with because all the others serve false gods, and they know it. You know the sad thing about it? The chief priests, the chief priests were of the tribe of Levi. Amen? They were, they were set apart to serve God. That's all, they, that's all they had to do was serve God. And yet they turned it into a corrupt money-making machine. The scribes, descendants of Aaron, and all they wanted to do was catch Jesus in a lie. All they wanted to do was persecute and prosecute and kill. Verse 3, the Bible says, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot. We were talking about, Grant was mentioning in Sunday school, that was what it was all about. It, it was about, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. If, and I know Judas wasn't a believer, but Judas had a serious besetting sin even though he wasn't a believer, and his besetting sin was covetousness. He was, he was a greedy man. He was trusted with the bag, the money bag, and he stole from Jesus. You know, as I penned those words down on this paper, God smote my own heart because I thought to myself, how much have I stolen from Jesus? You say, what, steal from Jesus? Maybe not money, but how much time have I stolen from Jesus? How much of my life have I stolen from Jesus? God help us. If we're not if we're not surrendered to the Lord Jesus Christ, I, I I stole years from the Lord Jesus Christ, and I wish like everything I could return them and say, Lord, I want those back. But it's too late now. I've already wasted that time, and I can't get it back. We're all guilty of taking from the Lord Jesus Christ. If we'll all be honest, we've all stolen something from the Lord. But the devil came. The devil came to Judas with subtlety, just like he always does. He came to him subtly. And, and, and if, if you want to look over, I'll just read it to you. John chapter 13 there, I'll show you what I mean. John chapter 13 and verse 2, the Bible says, After supper being ended, the devil having now put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him. The devil just put the idea into it. The devil put it into his heart. Now, now, I want you to understand something. The thought was already there. The thought was already there. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you when it, when it, from what I can see, when it finally hit Judas, and Judas decided, you know what, I'm going to betray him. I'll show you, I'll show you in the Bible where I see it happening. Uh, in John chapter 12. John chapter 12, verses 3 through 6, which is where uh, which is where Mary, what we looked at last week, where Mary took that pound of ointment, a spikenard, 
and anointed the feet of Jesus. The Bible says there in verse 4, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Judas got furious because he could have... And I remember last week we talked about 300 pence was a lot of cotton-picking money now. In their day, that was equivalent to a year's salary. And I don't know, I don't know if we're talking uh, minimum wage or what, but I mean, even somebody that makes minimum wage today is going to make uh, uh, close to, to $20,000 a year. Well, let's just, let's just be on the safe side and say... Say maybe thirty thousand, thirty six, thirty thirty five thousand dollars a year. That was a lot of money. And Judas, Judas got so mad, he got so furious. He said, "You know what? I could have had that. I could have been the one spending that money." And Jesus, what did he do? Jesus reprimanded him in front of everybody. He said, "Leave her alone." Right then and there, I believe when Judas, his passion got inflamed, and he said, "You know what?" I'll get my money somehow. Believe you me. He may have took that from me. He may, he may have got on to me and scolded me for that. He may have took that, that opportunity away, but believe you me, I'll have another. And Satan put into his heart to betray him. <clears throat> you know, the Bible's very plain. Ephesians 4, 7 says, Neither give place to the devil. Listen, the devil, the devil, he'd like nothing better than to destroy my life or your life. The devil would like nothing more than to draw you away from serving Jesus, draw you away from your relationship with Christ and ruin your life and your testimony in front of everybody you know. He'd like nothing better than that. And I can assure you that he, if, he, if he tries to do it, it will be in a subtle way. He won't do it all at once. No, it'll be little things that he'll try to trim away until he takes your desire to serve God away. We're not to give him place, amen? I always use this for an illustration, but when I was a, when I was a, uh, a kid, I had an older stepbrother. He was how old? How much older is he than me? Four years, three or four years, something like that. And, and of course, I was... I was probably 13 years old when this was going on, 12, 13 years old, maybe a little younger. And, and, and he and I were always button heads, and he and I were always getting into it. And I'd make him mad. I'd do something and really get him. And then I'd take off running to my room, and I'd slam the door, and I'd hold the doorknob. Now, as long as I held the doorknob, I didn't have a lock on my room, but as long as I held that doorknob, he wasn't getting in. But you know what? If he was just a half second quicker, and he got the toe of his shoe in the crack of that door. It don't make no difference how hard I held that doorknob. He was coming in. And then the fight was on. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if you leave a door, the door cracked a little. Don't think for one second the devil ain't looking for that crack. Amen. The Bible tells us that. The Bible says in 1 Peter 5, 8, be sober. That means stay awake. Stay alert. Be vigilant. Never quit looking for the devil to try to make an inroad into your life. Never quit watching. Amen? The Bible says because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about 
seeking whom he may devour. I don't know if any of y'all ever seen that little clip of video that somebody had posted on Facebook a while back. I've seen it time to time. These two antelopes and their horns are locked and they're battling with each other and they can't see the line that's coming at them across the field until it's too late and they separate the last second and the line pounces on one of them. I could use that for a lot of things. Church members arguing with each other. We ain't got that problem in here, thank God. But still, <clears throat> the devil is looking for an inroad. Amen. He wants to break up and devastate our life. And the Bible says to be sober or serious-minded. Amen. If we're not serious about the Christian life, the devil will make an inroad into our life. Amen. The devil will make an inroad and he'll create havoc. The thief cometh not before to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to steal our testimony. He wants to... He wants to to kill our desire to serve Jesus and destroy our testimony before the world. But you know, the Bible also tells us in James 4, 7, it says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. Resist him. Amen? When, when, the, when the thought comes across your mind to do wrong. Resist him. Listen, that's, that's how we lay aside those weights that Grant was talking about. We have, listen, those weights, they'll show up. They keep showing up. That besetting sin, it keeps coming back. What do you do? What do you do? You say, Lord Jesus, please help me in my hour of temptation. Lord God, help me. I'm being tempted. Please put your eyes on him and don't take them off. Judas had his eyes on Jesus, but he, he, he didn't see him the same way you and I do. It's amazing to me that a man who walked beside Christ for three and a half years, like I said, every time Jesus spoke, Judas heard. Every And, and don't think for one second that Judas wasn't aware. Judas was aware. Judas didn't believe. Judas, whether Judas was looking for him to, to, uh, to be a, uh, a national leader, uh, a monarch, or whatever, however he viewed him, I don't know, and you don't know, and don't, none of God's children know, so ain't no sense in us speculating what his view was on Jesus. But I know this, it wasn't Jesus Christ, the Redeemer, my Messiah, my Savior. That wasn't how he viewed him. <clears throat> Judas viewed Jesus as a business opportunity. What can I get out of this? You know, I, I wasn't going to go there, but there's a lot of people who goes to church to say, what can I get out of this? Not here. I know that's not here. But a lot of these big churches, they go to see what they can get out of it. What do y'all have for me? Y'all have, yeah, what, I, I, and I, I don't even know why I'm going here, but I've heard that so many times. What, what kind of programs do y'all have for the kids? I heard that so many times when I've tried to invite people to church. I said, well, we got Sunday school. We got preaching. Amen. Well, no, no, I'm talking about, like, like y'all got a gym or something? No. We don't, we're, not a, we're not a playground. We're church. Amen. Well, y'all got a band or something? No, no, no. We're not, we're, not, we're, not a, we're not a rock concert. We're church. Amen. Listen, I'm, I, I need Jesus. Amen. I don't need all the other things. I need the Lord Jesus. I'm getting off track. Let me get right back to it. Amen. All right. So the devil came to him suddenly. 
and he entered into him, the Bible says. You know what that tells me? Judas wasn't saved. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit, listen, the Holy Spirit nowadays, since Christ's resurrection, the Holy Spirit dwells in believers. But listen, the Holy Spirit sanctified those believers. Judas wasn't saved. Judas didn't just flub up. Amen? The Bible says in verse 4, and he went his way. You might not see much there, but I see a lot there. He went his way. Amen? Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Seemed right. Hey, listen, I, you know, I'm, I'm going I'm to get what's coming to me. I'm going to get something out of this. That's why I believe that's where Judas was coming from. I don't think Judas knew the whole diabolical plan. No, Satan, Satan he was just a pawn in Satan's game. I don't, think G, I don't think Judas knew exactly what all was going to take place, or maybe he did, or I don't know, but it, that, that's beside the point. He thought it was right for him to get something. You know, if I take and I, and, I, and I turn him over to the authorities and they can arrest him or they can, take, they, they can do what they will without everybody getting in a big uproar because, listen, there were people flooding into Jerusalem from everywhere. And there were large crowds that loved to hear Jesus. And his popularity was spreading, so they had to do it when no one else was around, when no one else would cause an uproar. And that's why they came at night. That's why they came to a location where only Judas would know where they would be. He went his way. He joined the conspiracy. And that's what it was, a conspiracy to kill Jesus. What in the world would, would make him do that? I mean, really and truly, was it money? Yeah, it was money. It was, the, it was the, the lust after more, 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 more. Too many people get caught up in this world in this day and time now. They're so caught up in having more, 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 they forget that Jesus is all they need. Amen? A, a person can live in destitute and absolute squalor and have Jesus Christ and have more than the rich man living in the mansion. Jesus addressed this issue in Matthew six twenty four. He said, no man can serve two masters. Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's so many people today chasing the dollar so hard that they have no time for the Lord Jesus. I'll tell you, all, again, all the money in the world can't give me what, what Christ has already given me. Listen, salvation of my soul, peace in my heart, Amen, and grace to cover a multitude of sins. The world can't give me that. No power, no position can ever touch that. And then I look in verse 5 as we hurriedly finish here. And they were glad. Oh, yeah, they'd been sitting around scratching their heads for a, a while. I mean, they, they didn't know how they were going to do this. Every time they came at him, he had an answer, and he shut them up. And the people were on his side, and, 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 and I guess from their perspective, they thought, we ain't never going to get him. But then when Judas showed up, here they were in their little quiet, dark council trying to figure it out. 
and in walks Judas. Y'all want him? I'll get him to you. Oh, they were so happy. Let's remember what we're talking about here. The son of righteousness being turned over to the authorities who were really no authority at all. And for what? What a price. I mean, hell, maybe, maybe, at, maybe at Simon the leper's house, he, he was saying, you know, I could have I had thousands of dollars and thousands of dollars to do with as I pleased. But what a, what a deal. 30 pieces of silver. You know what that equals up to? That's the price of a slave. In Exodus chapter 21 and 32, the Bible says, If an ox shall, shall push a manservant, or that means to gore, if an ox shall push a manservant or a maidservant, he shall give unto their master 30 shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned. Judas betrayed Jesus for the price of a slave. You know, Dr. John R. Rice, he wrote a pamphlet years ago, All Satan's Apples Have Worms. It looks good, but when you bite into it, it's rotten. It looked good. Oh, I'm going to turn him over. But all they'd give him. It's too late then. He'd already, he'd already went in with a, I'll do it. And they said, well, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver. You say, how much is that in today's money? I don't know. It's somewhere around five, $600 from what I can tell. But for the price of a slave, he promised to betray the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, let's bring this down to earth, down to where we live. Let me ask you a question. Is the devil trying to get you to turn your back on Jesus? You say, how in the world would he do that? Well, I can tell you this. In the last, in the last week, I have saw more covetousness than I have seen and I don't know when. I have seen people buying up food like the world was about to end and they was going to eat to the last moment. The hoarding. I, I tell you what breaks my heart is the pictures uh, of elderly people standing next to empty shelves. When I think of all these able-bodied, young, healthy adults who are out trying to buy every last speck of food and, and, and toiletries and everything they can get their hands on while never considering those who are the weakest among us. Is that Christ-like? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Have enough for you and your family? Sure, but not so much that you deprive others. Amen? Listen, maybe it's fear. Maybe there's somebody on the sound. I don't think any of y'all in here are scared, amen, but they may be somebody on the sound of my voice who fear is gripping them. They may be in a, in a big city population where there's been a lot of cases around them and, and fear may be gripping them, but I'm going to tell you something. God has not, the Bible tells us that over in, on, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? Listen, don't let the devil... That's how the devil comes. He, he says, you know, well, you, you better go get everything you can get because if you don't, they're going to take it and you won't have any. And it causes people to mistreat others in the process. Something very unchristlike, And it causes them to fear 
And what does fear create? Fear creates unbelief. Amen? The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. We get our eyes on, fixed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, there's a calm and there's a peace. Amen? It's just like I sang in that song just a little bit ago. When, 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 Peter, when Peter got his eyes on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. But when he took his eyes off and he looked at the storm, he began to sink. There's a lot of people sinking around us today. They're sinking. Maybe it's worry. Oh, I just don't know what the future holds. We don't know what's going to happen. No, we don't. We never have. Amen? I, I mean, listen, there was, a, there was a generation before mine that, that went off to war, and, 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 and the whole nation was in, a, in distress, and they pulled together, and they, and they made it through it, and they put their eyes on the Lord coming out of it, and this nation had a, had a, had a boom in, in church growth. And Who knows what's going to happen after this? But I know this. Covetousness, worry, and, and fear have no place in the life of a Christian. Number two, I ask you this. Are you trusting God to take care of you in perilous times? Because we're in them, amen? We're definitely in perilous times. If there was, a, if, if, if there was any doubt, amen, it's gone now. This is, we are living in perilous times. You know, the Bible tells us about that, and I'm going to turn over and read it to you. <clears throat> In 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own selves. That right there, if there was anything that, that lined up with this past week, what I've seen is that men shall be lovers of their own selves. That was what was wrong with Judas. He was a lover of his own self. He didn't love the Lord. He loved his own self more than he, more than he cared for the, the Christ who he walked with and claimed to represent. They'll be lovers of their own self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Oh, did you hear about this? They're petitioning to keep the abortion clinics open during this. Yeah, because you've got to kill babies. At least that's their viewpoint. Truce breakers, those who would suspend the Constitution. Listen, we have, a, we have a, a, a Bill of Rights that's not to be suspended. False accusers, incontinent. That means they can't control themselves. Again, we've seen this all week. Fierce. I've seen, I've seen the videos of them fist fighting in the groceries aisle. I don't know if y'all have seen any of that, but I've seen, I've seen, I've seen them bring in a pallet of toilet paper, and, and, and it's like piranhas on toilet paper. And before it's over, you've got, you got middle-aged women swinging fists at each other over a, over a 36-roll pack. Amen? They can't control themselves. Fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Let's just keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. Don't get caught up in the hysteria. I don't think you are, but I just want to say that. Amen. Don't get caught up in the hysteria. Satan's looking for an opportunity to sway you. 
And maybe you rock solid. Maybe you got your eyes on Jesus and you don't aim to take them off of him. Amen. That's amen. That's good. That's good. But look, don't let that give you some kind of false sense of confidence that you can't be swayed. Because I'm going to tell you right now, we have to be vigilant. When we relax, that's when we're in trouble. When we think we got it all figured out, that's when we're going to fall down. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. That's what the Bible says. And we've got to be careful in troubled, perilous times not to take our eyes off the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Like I said before, submit yourself unto God. Resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. He's not a fighter. Amen. When the Lord Jesus is in your corner, he ain't going to fight. That's one fight he knows he'll lose. We just start praising God, looking unto God, giving God the glory, looking to him for truth and mercy, and just keep on going. That's my last point. Put your eyes on Jesus throughout all this. I want to turn to Psalm 91. Read that and we'll be done. Psalm 91. Verses 14 and 15. Because he hath set his love upon me. That's good right there. God set his love on me. Therefore will I deliver him. No, it's not God setting his love on me. It's me setting my love on him. Amen? Because he hath set his love on me, God says, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Listen, if we'll just put our eyes on Jesus, if we'll just realize that God is in control no matter what happens, and he's able to use what the devil means for evil and to deliver his people. Amen? You know, again, when the children of Israel were standing at the edge of the Red Sea and the armies of Egypt were bearing down on them, I guarantee you those captains of Egypt said, we've got them now. I guarantee you there are people who are using this pandemic, whatever it is, and they're saying, ha, we got them now. We'll force them into something they don't want to do. We'll put them in a position where they can't, they can't fight back. We'll take away their freedoms and their rights. There are people who want to do that, and they're just like the chief priests of, 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 of the, the temples in, in Israel who are saying, we we got to find a way. we got to find a way. Don't think the devil's went to sleep. He's, a, he's hot, hot at work in America. But I'm telling you right now, you and I stand between the living and the dead. You and I and those of us around this country who are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you and I, not the doctors and the nurses, well, they, they, they're doing their part, but you and I literally stand between the living and the dead. You and I, we don't have the cure for, for coronavirus, the Chinese virus, amen, but we have the cure for hell. We got the cure for the damnation of souls because of sin, and that's in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, no matter what, no matter what, no matter what Judas plotted to do, 
no matter what Satan tried to do, the cross was always the end result. Amen? The cross was always the plan. Satan used Judas. Judas was just a pawn in the game. Don't let the devil turn, turn you into a pawn. Don't let the devil use you. Don't let the devil get in subtle in your thinking and cause you to stumble. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Keep walking. Keep going. Keep your head up. Realize now, now it's critical for us to be about our mission for the Lord Jesus Christ. Now it's critical. There are people who don't know which way to go. They don't know whether, they don't know whether to keep trusting God or to, or to start trusting mama government. There's a lot of people who are trying to figure out which way to go. Our eyes should be on him all the way home. Amen? Listen, I'll say this this morning to those listening to me. If you don't know for sure that if you died today, where you'd spend eternity. There is no hope in this world other than the Lord Jesus Christ. That cross, even though even though Judas had to do what he had to do, that cross, that's where Jesus paid the sin debt for all mankind. Amen. The Bible says he tasted death for every man. The Bible says that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. We ought to all come to repentance. Amen. I urge everyone out there listening, come to God in repentance and faith. Lay it down at the feet of Jesus and say, I need to be saved. Lord Jesus, save my soul. I trust you as my Savior. I believe on you that your blood was shed for me, that you died on that cross you were buried, but you came out of the grave, resurrected. Amen. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God he's alive and he has saving power. Come to him today and believe on him. I say to all of us here this morning, get your eyes on the Lord and don't take them off. Be the light and the salt that we're called to be in this world. Amen. Let me tell you something. They say the best thing to get rid of this virus, one of the best things, is to get out in the sun. Amen? You need the light on you. I can take it and flip that right around. You know what we need? We need the light on us. Amen? We need the Word of God, the light on us to get us through it. Amen? Let's stand together. Four hundred one. as we sing. Only trust him. Amen. When I can't when I can't see which way to go, I just gotta keep trusting God. Amen. There's altars on both sides if you need to pray. You come and do business with God. Tom every soul by sin oppressed. There's mercy with the Lord. And he will surely Give you rest by trusting in his word. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will.
will save you. He will save you. He will save you now. For Jesus shed his precious blood, rich blessings to bestow. Plunge now into the crimson flood that washes white as Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. Yes, Jesus is the truth, the way that leads you into rest. Believe in him without delay, and you are fully blessed. Only trust him, only trust him, only trust him now. He will save you, he will save you, he will save you now. Amen. Well, may God add his blessing to the word today. And uh, as we go to our homes, amen, let's just be mindful of that. The TV will tell you all kinds of stories, amen. They'll throw fear at you. That's how they make their money. Believe you me, that's how they keep you watching, is they'll throw as much fear at you as they can. Best thing to do, shut that dude off and turn, turn to your Bible. Get your news there. Amen. I'm, I'm not telling you to be ignorant of what's going on, but don't sit and let the fear media just feed you because that's what they want to do. Let's get our eyes on Jesus. Let's be a help to others. Amen. Listen, let's try to do something to counteract all of the, the, the meanness and the hoarding and everything else that's going on. Let, ask somebody if you can be a blessing to them if you get a chance. Amen. Just call and check on people that you might be have a thought be concerned about and see how they're doing, see if there's anything you can do. And maybe just an encouraging word, just just to lift them up and say, you know what, God's got this. God's in control. He not, he, this didn't this hasn't escaped him. Let's be encouragers. <clears throat> I remember Mama telling me a long time ago, uh, she was they were up in, in Little Rock at um at the hospital. I can't remember what they were up there for, but as they were leaving, there was a little guard shack, and there was a there was a lady in there, and uh, she would tell every car as they left, be encouraged. That was her message to everybody that passed by, be encouraged. The Trumpet Magazine, which is a which is a uh, publication put out by the Missionary Baptist Association in, in Arkansas, they wrote an article about her, just standing there saying, be encouraged. Say, well, that wasn't much, but it made an impact. Say, right now, it'll make an impact. You just let somebody know. Keep your eyes on God. Stay encouraged. God's in control. Amen. Let's be encouragers. Let's be helpers, but let's be encouragers as well. Amen. All right. Any word from anybody before we dismiss this morning? Yes, Charlotte. Uh, I'm not bragging on myself. The Lord has been. My neighbor, Wow, mm-hmm. she called me day for yesterday and said, Are you making groceries? 
I said, yes. So I told her, mm-hmm. well, I made it. Right. And the Lord keeps about it. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank the Lord. He's good like that. Amen. Amen. God won't let you. God won't let you down. Nope. He never will. Amen. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Anything else? Yes. I have a, a blessing to tell about. Amen. Last week, when we were on the Navajo reservation, Mom and Dad allowed a young man to come live with us, and he he stayed with us and helped us tremendously in our church. Well, this week he called, and he he called to check on Mom. He still called her Mom, and. Uh, He's been a tremendous blessing all these years, and, and it just raised, raised our feelings, how mm-hmm. feel, you know, it made us feel good that day. Amen. And, uh, he's, he's 73 years old, but he's, he's uh, still uh, going to church, and all that his family is, too. Praise God. Amen. Amen. God, God's good. God is so good. Amen. We ain't got a reason to get down. God is so good. Amen. Hey, Jesus loves you. Amen. He does. He loves you like you've never been loved nowhere else. And let's keep our let's keep that in the forefront of our mind, and let's share that with other people. All right. Well, let's have a word of prayer, and we'll be dismissed. And I will see you, Lord willing, Wednesday night. Amen. All right, brother Dan, dismiss us in a word of prayer. Yes. Amen. I got good fresh sanitizer. Who wants to shake? <laughs> Squirt in between. Uh, y'all take care. God bless you, Charlotte. Thank oh, you. Miss Phyllis, I don't want to call. Yeah. Well, that's Charlotte. Yeah, God bless you, brother. God bless you. God bless you, brother. God bless, bless you, brother. Well, I guess we get beer tonight. Yeah. But we'll be all right. And we got another word this morning. You stayed awake. Kicked in, didn't it? See there, you're gonna be all right. You'll be all right. Something like that. Something like it. There we go, sister. <laughs> Love you, sister. Charlie, 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 so let's lift her up in Sister Linda. I forgot to mention that. Sister Linda. No, no. Miss Linda that sits over there. 
No, no, Mama's here. Mama's doing all right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. We'll do it again. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm not afraid. I'm not either. <laughs> Bless you, brother. Thank you, brother. Glory to God. <laughs> I guess I ought to get my guitar together, so I'm not going gonna... <laughs> to take it home. I'm going to round up my guitar. What's that? My mother used to play her guitar and sing in church. And she's got a little song that she wrote. I've never heard that. Uh, I was just wondering if you could maybe look at them and I don't know.